You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular. I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Whoa. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everybody it is week 15 of the fantasy football season it kicked off last night with a great game between the las vegas raiders and the los angeles chargers my guy, Justin Herbert, coming through for the Chargers, getting them a huge win and helping out your fantasy teams if you guys ended up playing him. We will recap that game and, of course, go over all of the uh, NFL slate here in Week 15, prepping you for your semifinal matchups. Semifinal? Quarterfinal? Semifinal. Semifinal. Okay, I did get that right. Dennis, Matt, how you doing? Unless, unless you play Week 17 and then, you know. If you do, you need to immediately like i don't know what's wrong with you well i i think that uh both teams last night uh equally disturbed many fantasy managers with car getting injured and keenan going out it was a uh i had two shares of car going and three shares of keenan going so it was well that's my the thing only- if only Keenan would have actually been out, that would have been great. Uh, the fact that he played is probably what's what hosed people. Right. Well, I ended up in one. I actually had one semifinal last night where I had Herbert, Keenan, Aguilar, and oh, one other one other person from that game going. Uh, Jacobs. And uh, and so 
looking at it, I'm like, man, that's a lot of people going on Thursday. It means I'm going to end up finishing first. And I'm going to be, I, whenever I'm done and there's games left for my opponent, invariably I always lose. And so I was like, well, if I can get 75 points out of these guys, I'll feel decent. 80, 85 would be better, but 75, you know, because I, I wasn't expecting a lot from Aguilar. Um, Jacobs can be up and down. So I, I felt like 75 was good. I, I got 74.57 points from them last night. So I'm like, okay, uh, the, I, feel, I feel okay with where I'm at, but I don't know. I've got five semifinals, and I don't feel super strong about any of them. So if you were uh, Matt, you would uh, then proceed to lose by 0.43 points because that was the th- that was what you needed to get to your 75 point goal. My, That's been my year. Fortunately for me, my only most commonly owned player that was going last night is Waller the Baller, who had a phenomenal do game. Something. Yeah. I um I don't know. Maybe the torture all year long is turning in my favor because in the 13 that I'm still in right now, I actually was going up against Derek Carr in a fair amount of them, and that tended to work out. It's working out for me, at least at the moment. There's still a lot of time left, and that's what uh my biggest money one, the program one that Garrett uh Boz and myself created. Uh he had Darren Waller go or not Darren, I'm sorry, Derek Carr going in. It's Scott Fishbowl style scoring as well. And I had Oh uh, man. Justin Herbert going. So that really is giving me a nice little edge, but he still has a lot of really good players left. So I, he sent me a message yesterday on Twitter. I was like, nah, it's not over yet. I'm, I am not tempting the fantasy guys by claiming championship right now, unless you just want to completely fold and say, Hey, it's yours. In which case I'll take the championship but right now. Too much time left on the clock uh, for me to take the easy victory. Speaking of Justin Herbert though, who did help me to like a 36 point game and Scott fishbowl scoring style uh, there for him in regular leagues, 27 points, Eckler, 11, Kalen Balaj, seven, Ty, is it? It's Tyron Johnson, right? Yeah, Tyron. Johnson. Right? Okay. Tyron. Tyron Johnson, fifteen points. Jalen Guyton, thirteen, and Hunter Henry, seven. Herbert was 17. amazing. Hunter Henry had. 17. Oh, sorry. Hunter Henry, seventeen points. Herbert was amazing last night. Um, I don't think you can blame yourself or or use revisionist history and feeling or being upset thinking you made the wrong move by playing Keenan Allen. He's a stud. He's been a stud since Herbert's taken over. But I guess. Dennis, he's giving us a little bit of his pay in right now and starting Keenan Allen. How how would you feel, Matt? Or did you start Keenan Allen? And, and what's the pain well, that you're feeling right now? I mean, I my suggestion was if Allen was active, I would have played him too. And I think, you know, between the two receivers who were both ended up being active, you know, because people thought Mike Williams was going to be out too. He ends up being active. So Williams and Allen, both active. It's a playoff week. You're probably thinking it's a good matchup. If they're if those guys are active, they're going to play. You throw them out there. Between that and uh, the Chargers coaching staff deciding to put Kalen Balaj in at the goal line, you know your three kind of best offensive weapon players, Williams, Allen, and Eckler, all kind of underperform. It just ends up being a yeah. bummer. Of the big players for the Chargers, the only one who you got the game you were expecting was Justin Herbert. Hunter Henry put up a. I think Hunter Hunter yeah. Henry exceeded expectations. Yeah, he exceeded yeah. expectations. So did Jalen. You know, I ended up switching Jalen Guyton in in a league where I was iffy on my low flex option. I'm like, well, Guyton might actually not be bad, and he, he you know, 13 points, not bad. 
Uh, but I think it's really my, the people that we're playing the other three are like. <laughs> in my biggest buy-in league, I had Philip Rivers in over Derek Carr until I shit you not, probably 745, 750. Ugh. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to go. You know, these, I, I like, I'm going to take these other matchups and, and go there. And I was like, man, oh, well, it looks like next week I'll be playing for third place. Yeah. Yeah. I felt uh, one of my good friends reached out to me yesterday morning, actually, and was asking me different questions because he had a couple of these guys. Uh, he had Carr and, no, I'm sorry. He had, uh, who was his quarterback? He had Carr and somebody else. I don't remember who was, I think it was Tannehill. Uh, and then he had Waller or Dallas Goddard, and then he had he has Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton. And I told him to start Waller, Guyton, and Tannehill. And he he, te- he texted me like midway through the game and sent me a picture of his lineup where he ended up putting in Dallas Goddard, Derek Carr, and Mike Williams. He's like, I panicked at the last minute. Why would you put Goddard over like, Waller anyway? I mean, that shouldn't even be a question, guys. Just why? Because I got why a feeling. I got yeah. a feeling. I got I will a feeling. Say, the one thing, I agree with you on Allen and Eckler. If you're playing Mike Williams at this point, I think you just kind of deserve to lose. The dude has done absolutely nothing all year, except for the one week he brought me a Scott Fishbowl win, and I thank you for that, Mike Williams, because it was great to have four effing wins in that league. But you brought me one of them with your great performance. I think it was on Monday Night Football, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Where made a couple really great catches, but – yeah, if you were starting him, I'm sorry. That's I feel like that's just kind of on you at this point. I would have just rather taken the zero than 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 tempt the fantasy guys by putting. I think in my lineup. he actually played more than. Yeah, I think he caught a pass or two. It wasn't incredible, but at least he didn't put up the zero. Keenan Allen, literally, if you were watching the game, somebody noted he was uh, a decoy. Oh, he caught one pass. I know for sure. I don't know how much. It, yeah, he I had like two points, six points. Yeah, he caught a pass. Yeah, I know he caught a pass. I saw that. He was (laughs) more out there, though, because defense has to respect what little defense the Raiders actually have. Uh, so on the Raiders side, as we've already mentioned multiple times here, Derek Carr was that on the like the second drive, right? It wasn't the first. Yeah, drive. second. He had second. only thrown. He only completed like three passes. I think it was on the second drive down in the red zone. Looked like he kind of got stuck in between trying to run for a touchdown and passing it. Pulled up, hurt his groin, uh, gets pulled out pretty early. But then, hey, Marcus Mariota comes in and looks better than we've seen Marcus Mariota look in quite some time. 25 points, Josh Jacobs, 20, Nelson Aguilar, 8, and Waller, the baller, 30 points. Mariota played well, but the Raiders lose. Do you guys think that they can make the playoffs? And what should change after a second year of fading down the stretch if they don't make it? Well, I think they – they if if they get some breaks they can make it, but they're probably not going to. I, I feel like their defense is, isn't where it needs to be. So Mayock has to produce a couple more decent drafts, or or at least one more. Um, is Carr the answer? I don't know. Mariota looked fantastic last night, but yeah. it's you know sometimes it's it's easy to look great and you know a one game sample. Uh, you know, we know it's fantasy. We don't want to buy one game samples. Uh, you end up with Scott Mitchell that way. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Scott uh, Mitchell's never going to come on the show now, guys. <laughs> well, and I just reached out to him too. I'm kind of pissed about that, Dennis. You could have warned me. 
<laughs> well, it wasn't in the show sheet. Yeah. <laughs> Mariota looked good. The the Raiders, they, they've got some parts, but I think they they added a lot of uh skill position players out wide that I think needed more experience and need to gel and Edwards and, and Aguilar. Um Waller looks great. They, you know, their offensive line plays good. Their defense needs help. Um, you know, they're that Mullen dude, I think he was holding on every single play and interfering on every play. But he was surprised uh, they, when they, he got called for holding on every play, too, which was also confusing. Yeah. I'm like, do you not know what holding is? You're, like, literally grasping the jersey. He's like, guys. wait a minute. Namdi Asimwa said I could do this. Yeah. They'd throw the flag and they'd cut to him and he'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I think I can't remember if I had them making the playoffs or not. If I did, I, I feel like I'm going to be wrong on that one. I think one of you got you guys liked them more than I did. I, I, I think they they screwed themselves last night because that was probably one of their most winnable games of the games they have left. You got Miami coming later. On in terms of Mariota, I think one, two things helped him. A, the Chargers' defense isn't very good because um, Carr didn't look bad before he went out, and they were driving the ball before he went out. And B, when Mariota came in because he has a different skill set, they started doing those read options where he was running and taking off. And as they pointed out on the broadcast, that's something that the Chargers certainly were not preparing for with Derek Carr because I don't think yeah. you think of Derek Carr. They said at halftime Mariota had passed Derek Carr's career high in rushing for a single game. So, um, you know, I think that helped a little bit. Mariota looked good. He looked sharp. I mean, that's obviously the reason uh, that they paid $17 million for him to come and to be a backup. So you got what you were looking for. I think the Raiders have already shown that they know it's not working on defense. You don't jettison your defensive coordinator with four games left or three games left in the season, unless you know there's a problem. They probably need a few more players there. I liked their draft for wide receivers. They haven't really been able to keep Edwards and Ruggs on the field and get them involved. So you've seen a lot of Aguilar and, Zay Jones and players like that. I think if they can get some more maturity and they can get those players out there, they've had a lot of injuries on their offensive line, which has hurt uh, at times. We saw whoever it is, Colton Miller, I think, who was trying to block Joey Bosa with three or four times on really crucial plays. So they have some pieces. I think they've been, but they've certainly been better under Gruden than they were in about the decade and a half kind of before that, aside from that one Derek Carr was going to go to the playoffs and then snapped his leg in half season. So there's some promise, but I, I think they're out now and I'm with Dennis. They need defensive help. Yeah. I heard a stat on Sirius XM yesterday that over, uh, I believe it's like 91% of their payroll is tied up onto the offensive side of the ball. That's how much they paid attention. That, <laughs> and you're blaming the defensive guy because they don't have, they're not playing good enough on defense. Maybe it's because you don't have any good defensive players. Just, just throwing that out there. You know, I'm with you. I thought Mariota looks good. I'll be interested to see. I know Derek Carr is out for, I believe, at least a couple more weeks. They said it wasn't a serious groin injury. I know I just saw a message on Twitter. He for sure will start this week. 
Maybe it gives him a shot to possibly go in somewhere else and at least get a shot at starting quarterback. Maybe he gets it there in, uh, in Las Vegas next year. We know Gruden was very big on getting him this offseason. So uh, I'll be interested to see what happens with Mariota, but he definitely looked good. I'm with you, though. They look like they're pretty much done in the playoffs. We talked about this a lot on uh, Monday or Tuesday show. It really seems like you're going to have to get to 11 wins uh, to to make it into the playoffs, and they're now at seven and six. So the best they can get is ten wins. I don't see that getting okay. it. They're seven and seven. The best oh, they sorry. can get is nine. So that's now. even worse. Yeah. The only thing I can hope for now is that they beat Miami next week because then I think that just really helps put Cleveland into the playoffs. But yeah, I'm with you guys. They are they are likely out. And and Matt, you've in fairness called this. Uh, Earlier in the year when we redid our playoffs, I believe me and Dennis both had the Raiders going in, and you said that you thought they might fade off again like they did last year, and that's exactly what they did. Previewing the games this weekend, the first step— I'd like to take credit first, but it's a lifetime of hate. I, I I understand, you know, and yeah, at least the good thing is for you that it actually happens. When I say bad things are going to happen to the rat birds in Pittsburgh, they still end up winning. So it doesn't work out for me. The first of the Saturday games, the 10 and three Buffalo bills at the five and eight Denver Broncos, John Brown coming off IR, but will not play Saturday. What are you guys expecting against Josh Allen in this depleted secondary who I think has moved himself back up to the front of the MVP race? Yeah, I, Allen is his playing well, and to his credit, uh, he's developed a lot more accuracy than I, I thought he was going to be able to. Uh, you know, there, there's the adage you don't get more accurate in, in the pros uh, is there for a reason. But again, the adage there's an exception to every rule is there for a reason as well. So I, I love the way Allen's been playing. You know, he's a beast when he runs the ball. and uh, they get just enough out of their running backs uh, to keep them honest. Uh, in in two of my three Keenan Allen games, I have Gabe Davis sitting on my bench. So I'm probably not starting him over the other wide receivers. Uh, but, you know, in retrospect, I, I might have started at least him in at least one spot. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it'd be I'd like to see them get more out of their tight end. You know, yeah. they, you know, Diggs is, Diggs is killing it. You know, he's already caught a hundred balls and, and Cole Beasley, uh, what's he wide receiver, you know, 20 or something. Beasley is just, it, it yeah. feels like he's been phenomenal. He might be a little Beasley's higher. what everybody wants Hunter Renfro to be. Yeah. Well, you know, first of all, I think uh, Josh Allen and the Bills are going to fare better than I did when I uh, told my wife that there were Saturday ga- Saturday games this week, uh, and that one of them was Denver's game. She's she's like, "What do you mean you're not watching Denver on Sunday afternoon?" Oh, they're they're tomorrow during the day. The NFL doesn't play on Saturday. Well, they do in the next two weeks. So. Two weeks, yeah. It's the pandemic. So, yeah. Um, then. Denver lost uh, Callahan to injury. Boye got suspended last week. They had three corners tear their ACLs in the game. So their secondary for this game uh, is Michael OJ Moutier is number one. They're their rookie Devonte Bosby, who they had released, who went to another team who they got back on waivers will be starting and will parks who was our free safety a year ago went to philly got released and we picked up on waivers. they're going to make him play corner uh and there's another guy they picked up off somebody's practice squad 
that's going to play corner. I don't have high hopes uh, against a Bills pass offense that has looked incredibly robust and torched the crap out of Pittsburgh last week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game for all of them. I'm, I'm, I hate to put it this way because it does seem like Allen plays better when John Brown's out there, but Dennis mentioned Gabe Davis. I, in that league I was talking about earlier where I had John Brown going against Derek Carr in the program, I was needing one more wide receiver because of our extra flex spots, and I had Gabriel Davis, and right now I had in Colin Johnson because I, I, my team's been killed with injuries, and I was like, man, if John Brown doesn't play, I'll feel a whole lot better about putting Gabriel Davis in there. Well, I get to do that now, and I'm excited. Hopefully uh, help me bring a championship and a shot to possibly play a fellow nerd Jared Wackerly in the Super Bowl, which I'm excited about. Uh, he's probably going to kick my ass, but I would just like to get there because in this league, the payouts end this week for the for my side of the league, which means I'll win a nice little, uh, nice little bit of money right before the uh, Christmas holiday that will get spent on my wife and kids, of course. On Denver's side, Lindsey and Gordon are questionable. Brandon McManus is out. Matter of fact, I just saw they picked up a former XFL kicker that was uh, popping up there across my uh, phone as we were previewing the Bills. Uh, and then, obviously, Matt just talked about all of the uh, cornerbacks that they just lost and put in there. Are you expecting Locke to be able to do anything here to help keep this a game close enough against the Bills, and do they even have a shot to win? Look, As long as they don't throw the ball at Tredavious White. So that's that's probably you know if, 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 if I'm your offense, if no, I think that's a scheme thing they have to do. That's on the OC. The OC needs to say, look, you find that guy, and then you throw the other direction. They need to tell the wide receiver, whatever play we call, if that guy's on you, you just need to run towards the sideline and get him out away from all all the other receivers. No, well, I, I think I, I you just have to. Hope I think that Davis White draws Jerry Judy because I'm not sure Drew Locke remembers Jerry Judy's on the team. <laughs> well, I, there's certainly some growing pains going on. I I, I like Locke. I, I think he's got some potential. Um, we'll see what that is. I think over this the rest of this season uh, and next season. You know, I, I've heard the talk that oh they should draft a quarterback. I don't know how you feel about it, Matt, but. Um, I think it comes I, I think after the, the blue chips, drafting a quarterback to me is always about value. Uh, I guess every position is, but quarterback especially. If you think that there's a quarterback there that you maybe had rated a lot higher and they fall to you, then then take them regardless of what your quarterback situation is. Um, you, you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, but I do like Locke. I think that Philip Lindsay has been very disappointing this year. He he doesn't seem to it it almost it feels like he's pressing. It's, you know, Gordon is there now, and Gordon has looked well at times. Uh, and, and it looks like Lindsay is playing like he needs to break a big play on every single touch, and and it feels like that's bringing his performance down. I'm gonna tell you that uh, a lot of that is uh, the play calling. Both those running backs have that tendency because apparently uh, Pat Shermer went to the uh, Matt Nagy school of calling rushing plays. It's like, oh, that was working good. Let's do 75 passes in a row. Uh, but Drew hasn't completed one. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> He'll get one of them eventually. So, He'll get the next one. I go back and forth on Locke. Sometimes, you know, I think he's looked, he's looked good and then 
just about the time you, you're ready to give up on him, he has a game like he did last week where he looked really good. He never turned the ball over. He made good decisions. He threw it, – it hasn't been super consistent. You know, I think sometimes, we you know, we never saw the, the high highs, but sometimes I think about what, you know, the frustrations we saw with somebody like Baker last year where – trying to adjust to a system and, and trying to figure out how to get things. You know, he didn't always look good. He looked like he was forcing the ball. It led to a lot of turnovers. And then this year he's been able to play a little bit smarter. If Locke can get, you know, I almost think he's too confident. And that's what, that's what screws him. Sometimes you want your quarterback to be confident enough that a turnover isn't going to put them in the bag, but you don't want them so confident that they're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to throw it wherever. And he, he walks that line uh, all the time. He's, I need to see him be more careful with the ball and make plays against good teams. You know, we've seen him beat up against teams that are vulnerable. That's why I think this game you're at home Saturday, you know, can you protect the ball? You don't always have to go out and throw for 300 yards and win it. It's a tall order to try to beat Buffalo. Buffalo is one of the best teams in the AFC. But can you do enough to keep it in the game? Like I thought that Kansas City game, they did enough to be in that game to the very end. I thought that was encouraging, even though they lost and he didn't have gaudy numbers. Sometimes you just got to play well enough to give your team a chance. Yeah, I think Locke is definitely a quarterback that he's a guy that – if he could have sat for two years behind an established starter and then came in, I, I feel like that would have made all the world a difference because, like you said, the one thing he needs is patience, and, and that just takes time to get. And then, So sitting behind a veteran makes you have to be patient. Uh, I feel like he's, you know, if he could have played in the 80s where they draft him early like they did and then sitting behind somebody, that would have been – you know, You're saying he didn't something. learn all that he needed to learn in the eight games he watched Joe Flacco go out there and lay turd after turd on the field. He learned yeah, how to have a exactly uh, hair. That I mean, he did learn that. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Dennis on that. And I honestly think he's done it. earlier in the year. I saw nothing but Broncos Twitter torching him, talking about how there's no shot he comes back. And then he's had a bunch of good games here lately. I wonder if he has. I don't know if he has a good game this Saturday. I don't think he will. I think Buffalo is going to win this game. No, I don't want to say fairly easily, but I would say by probably 10 points or so. I don't think it's going to be super competitive on the Broncos side. That I think if he has a couple good games down the stretch, they're going to give him one more year. Uh, will he Will he end up panning out? I hope so because I like Locke, but I, I don't know if you – and if I'm going to be honest, if I'm the Broncos, I probably – Want to try and get a quarterback in 2022, anyways? I don't. There's such good players at the top part of this draft as well. I don't know if you want to take that quarterback if you're not, unless you are completely out on Drew Locke. If you know he's not going to be your future, then yeah. But, I, guess I mean, if you looked at what Elway did with Locke, Locke was a player he was interested in, thought wouldn't be a bad pick. But they and everybody and their brother said they're going to take him in the first round. They didn't. They liked the value of Noah Fant. They didn't even take him with their second-round pick. They took Dalton Risner. It was only until they figured out they could make a trade to come back into the second round to get him because he was in the the middle of the second. They thought it was good value. That has me a little more encouraged. I wouldn't be surprised if they take one of those second, third, fourth-round shots on a quarterback, somebody to compete or bring in a 
more notable veteran, somebody to compete. But I don't think he, he's the only problem or that he's played bad enough to get booted. The, the one that seems to be getting all the Broncos Twitter vitriol right now is Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, and well, see, that's the thing with this class. It's going to be interesting because there's only one guy I think that falls into the second round that's considered highly right now, and that's Kyle Trask. I don't think Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, I don't think any of those guys uh, fall into the second round. There's a guy that I really like in Desmond Ritter, who I think is going to be a really good pick. I think goes second, third round, possibly, probably third round. Uh, but I don't know if Denver takes a shot on that. So PJ here thinks that Locke is not the future of the Denver Broncos. So it's Ritter. Yeah, I mean, hey, I like Ritter a lot. He's, he's All a really I have good to say is the story that I read about how John Oway really wanted to take Dak Prescott and got talked out of it and took Paxton Lynch. Um, I had to go for a walk for well, like 20 minutes after that. I was like, mother. I will tell you this. Again, I don't want to get your hopes up, but uh, Desmond Ritter is very much a Dak Prescott-like quarterback. Uh, if they can get him, I mean, my, my biggest thing with Desmond Ritter is not quite as good with the deep ball placement that Dak is, but his legs are – he's a better runner than Dak, got a little bit of better cannon than Zach, so – Zach, Dak. Uh, I like Ritter a lot, and I don't think he's a guy that's going to go in the first or second round. So maybe the Broncos can get him, and if he does, I, I do think he'd be really good. You know, hey, since since Lindsey's already going to be mad at you about watching football this weekend, just uh, flip over. I think the Cincinnati game is on the same time as the Broncos game. Just kind of flip back and forth. They're in their they're in their uh, their conference championship game. Get a little get a little views of, of Desmond Look, over there. I use the commercials as my time to pace and to fret and to drink. Well, that's why you flip over, and then when you see Desmond Ritter lighting it up, you're like, oh, the future. He's almost here, and then it's going to make you feel better. Probably the future for the Raiders, but sure. That may be true. Uh, I am taking Buffalo to win this game. What about you guys? Buffalo. Buffalo for me. I don't think that Denver can get uh, Stafford because of his contract. That's a lot of cap space they would have to eat. Uh, to bring him I don't know. local media is the reason he's probably on that local Denver. Media. Oh, really? So that that's probably their number one off season target to which I said, Oh, Interesting. My God. I guess I did not know that. All right. Um, nine, nine good games, two great games. And what's that leave? Stuff? Five games on yeah, IR. So- Locks usually only good for five good games lately. So, you know, if, if you had the right five, put them in there. Put those together and they might end up 11 and five in the playoffs. You never know. Uh, the other Saturday game, the four and nine Panthers at the 10 and three Packers. McCaffrey is out again. Again, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore are both. Or is DJ Moore questionable? Or is um, he back? Moore came back off of the COVID. Moore, okay, so Moore is back. Curtis Samuel is questionable. Um, who do you guys feel safe starting in Carolina against a, a good secondary but bad uh, rushing defense? Well, I think you're going to start Mike Davis because he's shown to be consistent all season. Uh, super flex, you know, Teddy comes in there at the bottom end of your QB2s. Uh, with some high QB2 upside. Um, it's, you know, who's J- is J.R. Alexander going to shadow somebody? And if so, well, is it going to be D.J. Moore or is it going to be Robbie that's Anderson? That's why I was, I was happy D.J. Moore came back because I think that had D.J. Moore not come back, it seems like the most logical would be Robbie Anderson. But with Moore back, I think he's probably the most 
logical, which gives me more confidence starting Robbie Anderson, who I need in a couple playoff games. Yeah, I I, I feel you. I've got Robbie going as well. I, I, you know, I think at this point, you're probably starting DJ Moore if you have him because you don't have a lot of other options, um, and you're happy to have him back so you can start him over. You know, I don't know, Hunter Renfro, for lack of a better. Yeah, hopefully you put Hunter Renfro to the bench. So I, I, uh, I, I you know, Carolina can put up some points. I would expect more of a, you know, a, a 37-17 kind of game. So it's not like they're going to be competitive, but uh, they are going to have to throw the ball, I think. So if if uh davis can get some yardage on the ground early um you know then he'll he'll come through for you okay i think um yeah but it's probably robbie over dj Moore. yeah that's davis is a start for me and then i i think Moore uh and anderson you could both consider but i'm thinking anderson probably be the better one more probably more likely to get jair alexander and then that's about it with curtis samuel a little questionable you know i'm not sure that there's enough volume there in carolina this week to support three receivers anyway yeah i'm with you guys on mike davis i'm a tad bit less excited about robbie anderson or dj Moore. i do think they're probably gonna have to throw a lot to keep up with this game in the game especially with what rogers has been playing I just don't feel comfortable really starting either one because I really feel like when you want to start Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore goes off and vice versa. But if I had to lean one of the two, I'm going Robbie. Uh, We are going to give you guys our Thrive Fantasy bets here. Uh, So go on to Thrive Fantasy. You guys use, my goodness, promo code ROUNDTABLE. They will match your deposit up to $50. Uh, It'll help us out. It's a lot of fun there. You can play player props again. I wish I could. Can't do that in Texas, which I think is a bunch of bullshit. But depending on where you live, you can do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We actually did pretty good on these last week. So let's kick it off with Mike Davis, who we all feel comfortable playing. 78.5 total yards. You guys going over or under? Over. I I think that's a really good number. Uh, To to hit the over, he's going to need to catch at least three, maybe four passes. Um. I don't think they've been playing Trenton Cannon much, so at least not to speak of. Uh, I feel that's a pretty big number. I might go under. I think I'm taking the under there. I think I'm going to go over as well. I like I like Mike Davis this week. Robbie Anderson, 73.5 yards. I'm taking the under just because, again, I don't – I feel like him or more are going to do it. I just don't know which one. I don't want to put my money on it, so I'm taking the under. Well, like we were saying, we feel like Alexander is going to be on more, yeah, which is going to free Robbie Anderson up for the the weaker defensive back. Uh, to get that, I think that there's, he's going to need to make at least one big play, and and I feel pretty confident in Teddy's ability to connect with for at least one big play. So if they get a fifty yarder. That leaves, you know, he's got to get 25 yards. You can get that in two or three receptions. I think I'm going to take the over on Robbie Anderson. I'm going to take the slight over on Robbie Anderson, too. And then Teddy Ball game, 265.5. I'm assuming that's passing yards. Over or under? I'm going to take the under. 
Yeah, that feels like a big number. I, I, I feel like, you know, I guess it's it's pretty conceivable that he could get there because the uh, the Packers are going to score some points and they're going to need to throw the ball uh, to keep up. But the Packers can also grind it out with, with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams once they get a lead. Uh, Rodgers is not opposed to Dinkin and Duncan down the field to eat up time. Uh, he's he's Not only is he a great quarterback with a great arm, very accurate and stuff, he's also a smart player. And, and so Rodgers will do his best to, to eat up the clock and get the win. Yeah, I think it's going to be an under as well. All right, on Green Bay's side here, you're obviously starting Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. We know Carolina, much like Green Bay, is not good against the run. So what are you guys feeling on, or how are you feeling on Aaron Jones this week? His Thrive bet is 86.5 total yards. I am smashing the over on that. I could not get that quick enough. I think he's going to be – him and Adams are going to ball out this week. How do you guys feel about Aaron Jones? I I love Aaron Jones this week. I think – you know he he's due for another another big run. He's going to have a, a nice long play. He's probably going to catch four passes, uh, eighty six point five yards. I guess the only thing is at some point they're going to sit him for Jamal Williams and maybe start to give AJ Dillon some playing time now that Dillon's finally back healthy. Um, is is this going to be that game? Uh, it might be, but I still think Jones is going to hit that over pretty comfortably. I, I didn't even put Adams on here because I thought the MBS and the Lazard uh, prop bets were, were much more fun to talk about. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll bring yeah. it up in a minute. I just yeah. wanted to get it, talk about Aaron Jones. I think Jones will hit the over, too, if for no other reason than if you had him as a player in the playoffs last week, you probably didn't survive to advance. So in your consolation, you know, in a lot of fifth-place games that I'm in where I have Aaron Jones, I expect uh, he's going to lead me to fifth-place victory. Got him in the program once. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for it. I hope he gets you to fifth place as well because that likely means he's helping me win this week. Envious uh, and Lazar, Dennis just mentioned him there. Two guys that you just don't know which one's going to have the big day. So I'm going to give both props, and then if you had to start one, if you were you des- you were desperate, and these are the two guys you came down to, which one would you start? MVS 41.5, and then Lazard 36.5. I kind of feel like for this one, it's just a MVS kind of game. So I'm I'm going to go over on MVS, under on actually I'm going to go over on both. But if I had to start one, I'm taking. Dennis's guy, MVS. Yeah, if if I'm picking one, you know, the, the thing is, is Lazard, he can get 40, you know, he, he's a five-catch 40-yard with some big playability versus MVS, who's a one-catch one and five targets for 65 yards and a touchdown. So, uh, you know, it, Lazard probably has the narrower range of outcomes. So Lazard's going to get somewhere between 29 and 55 yards, and MVS is going to get somewhere between zero and 110. So, I but I like MVS for the over here. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on both, but I would take MVS if I had to start one. 
All right. And I assume nobody is brave enough to go with the Panthers in this one. Uh, no, you assume correctly. All right. Next up, we have the Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My bad. 8-5 Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers versus the 4-9 and nine Atlanta Falcons. For Tampa Bay, Ronald Jones is out. Looks like Fournette will be starting. Do you trust playing him this week? And which receiver do you trust the most as well for Tampa Bay? So the, the question isn't, do you trust Fournette? Because we know if they say, hey, Fournette, go out there and carry the ball 25 times, he will. It, it's, do you trust goddamn Arians? But, <laughs> well, is it, though? I kind of feel like if he says Fournette's going out there, expect the Keyshawn Von Breakout game is kind of the way out. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, or or Shady McCoy. Yeah. You know, LaShawn McCoy <laughs> will go out there and get, carry the ball 15 times and catch seven passes. If uh, McCoy runs for 100 yards this week, the karma against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to lead to Tom Brady fracturing his spine. Oh, come on. Don't say that. <laughs> Tom, did you, Tom didn't have anything to do with it. That's all for He's, he's going to be in the aftermath there. Um, I don't know. If Lateral damage. Yeah. I mean, I think Fournette's the play. If, if Jones was there, I'm not trusting Fournette at all because he was a healthy scratch last week, which I – Think kind of tells you that they really only need one of those guys per week, despite the protestations in the middle of the season, and that they've decided Ronald Jones is actually the better option. Which uh, it's almost like a few of us have seen that coming all along. But you know, with him gone, I think we've seen Fournette before. I don't expect a lot. I don't know how excited I'd be to start him. And among receivers, uh, it's probably a shot in the dark. But I'm going with Godwin this week. Yeah, I, I'm going to ride Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans I, for me. As much as it pains me to say that, I think I agree with Dennis. I'm kind of riding with Mike Evans. He just seems to be – I don't know if it's still maybe the finger bothering Godwin or what. He just he hasn't seemed quite Look, the same. I year. need Chris Godwin, especially since Michael Thomas saw that Drew Brees was playing and decided to take the fucking week off. Yeah. So – well, hey, there's a good sh- – well, I, I was going to say there's a good shot both go off, but Atlanta's defense has actually been pretty good here uh, as of late. Uh, and I, on the running back, I'm not playing any of them if I can if I can avoid it. I just I, – You're not I, putting I, in your boy for the uh, Keyshawn Vaughn breakout? I am not. I would, I would. I'll be very happy about it as he's sitting on my bench with forty points and putting him in there. I've, I've done that once this year and it cost me a win. I'm not doing it again. I like Vaughn. I am in the program lead. Playing for 2021. I don't think I have him in the program lead actually, but yeah, I, I just, I, I just don't know how you can trust Arians and any of these running backs with the way he's handled the entire running back uh, room the entire year. So and that's this- the thing. They have incredible offensive weapons all over the field, but I don't know if you can trust any of them because you don't know. Like last week, we were talking about which receiver was it going to be Brown? Is it going to be Godwin? Is it going to be Evans? Freaking Scotty no. Miller. Yeah, Scotty Miller. Yep, and that—that's my point. Is like I feel like it now. You can't take if you want to win. You can't take risk. You've got to play. I hate to say the safe option, but you've got to play. You're you're trying to get the most points in your lineup right now, and you've got to play the guys that you can trust to get those points. I just can't trust anybody. So I'm not. If I can avoid them, I'm not playing anybody on Tampa. Uh, but I do like. I, I do think Mike Evans probably is the one here on Atlanta's side. Julio is out again. Do you? I mean, Ridley, is that it? I don't think you can play anybody else on this team. Yeah, I don't think you can. 
you know, Gage and Blake are going to make some plays, but they're probably not going to make enough. It's going to be Ridley. Um, the running game is a shit show. Uh, and, and, you know, they paid Hayden Hurst all that money for nothing, apparently. Well, I mean, he does have a pretty cool story away from football. So if nothing else, I consider that a win for him. But yeah, they not they giving me fantasy points. They they don't look good, which is why your your Thrive uh, fantasy props for this game at 80 and a half yards for Ridley. I, I'm actually taking the under. We saw what Tampa Bay's corners did last week to Thielen and Jefferson. They suppressed them. They kind of took them out of the game. Ridley is literally He's the, the show. first, second, third option. And I think that Matt Ryan prop, 274 and a half, I'm taking the under on that too. I don't see – Matt Ryan has not looked great, even against a softer Chargers defense last week. He he threw a ton of interceptions. I'm with you. They have no running game to threaten people. They they got seemed to get like a minor lift when they had the coaching change, but that's all gone now. Yeah, it's a uh, a tough situation there. I'm. Uh, it it could be a blowout. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Ryan, two hundred seventy-four point five passing yards uh, over or under for the Thrive bets on this one. Under, yeah, I am taking the under as well with Calvin Ridley, eighty point five receiving yards uh, over or under. Uh, under. All right, and I assume I am taking Tampa Bay. I assume both of you are as well. Yes. All so right. Who did you guys pick in last night's game? I should ask that. I took the um, I took the Raiders. Yes. Okay. Securing I'm, my lead. And I'm trying to make up a game. I took the Chargers, so I'm trying to catch up with Matt. I think I got um I, I know I got a game up on Justin as well in the in the uh yeah in the group me when I saw him back to I'm down only three games now, so we are making things interesting. Well and oh. I think I think he took the Raiders too, if I recall. His picks are published, you can see them. Nah, that takes away the takes away the suspense of me yeah. not knowing if I, 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 I'll I'll look, but I don't think that matters because I probably made some stupid pick here somewhere in here that's gonna cost me. Like I did when I picked the Chargers over the Patriots a couple weeks ago. Just think, if I'd have just been smart, picked the Patriots like everybody else, I'd be only two games behind him, and things would be really interesting right now. Uh, the game of the weekend, in my opinion, got bumped out of primetime because both these teams suck so bad. The San Francisco 49ers at 5-8 and eight at the 4-9 Dallas Cowboys. I thought they were the uh, Phoenix 49ers now. That's true. I guess we could nickname that for them that for now. Uh, George Kittle is practicing, but it looks like he will not play. Mostert is banged up, but should play. Is Jeff Wilson the better running back? And outside of Brandon Ayuk, are you playing anybody on the 49ers? I think you can play, especially in a two tight end or tight end premium league. Uh, Jordan Reed is going to get you, you know, mid-level tight end two points, typically uh, with some upside. From a receiver standpoint, it's it is it's Ayuk and, and uh, you know I don't even remember who else is there. It's been such a Nobody. revolving it's door. Just, it's just he was injured, so I mean, Kevin yeah. points there. I think Kevin oh, is still technically on the roster. River, Cray, River Craycraft. No, now, I love Kendrick Bourne. I just don't know what he, you know, he's that. My concern with Brian Edwards is that he becomes Kendrick Bourne. 
and just never puts it together. They're they're both kind of big and and, and you know they they Don't say pro, profile. Don't say fit, I, I know I I have a ton of shares of Edwards, man. I he's one of my highest owned players, uh, but uh, I, I think in San Francisco, yeah, you're not. I mean, it's it's literally Ayuk, and then if you know, I'm crossing my fingers that. Uh, Mostert is ruled out because no, I have changed him to questionable. Right. Actually, but that doesn't, the they, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they can still have him inactive because I may need Jeff Wilson in a bad, bad, bad way. See, that's, that's the thing we were, it seemed like we were trending to be so close to some kind of clarity for the, 49er backfield with Mostert looking like, oh, he's not going to play in there. And then today he practiced in full. They took him off the injury report. It feels like Wilson has been the better runner and the guy that, you know, I, I'm with you. I had picked him up and there's a place where I'm going to probably play him. And it feels like this is going to be the week where Mostert comes back and runs for 150 yards and two touchdowns because somebody is going to crush the Cowboys. They have fundamentally no rushing defense. We saw – they they they're gonna get shredded by somebody, you know. Either that, or it's gonna be Jarek McKinnon, who we we all thought had somehow died midseason and just hadn't been reported on, comes out, runs for two hundred yards. That's the crappy thing about having to rely on that forty nine er backfield. They have four guys, and you don't know who it's gonna be. Well, I'm in a situation where I I have Julio Jones, and obviously I can't start him. And so my options are Naheem Hines with Jonathan Taylor running all over the joint right now. Jeff Wilson, now Mostert's coming back in the picture. Uh, Marvin Jones with Chase Daniel, I mean, uh, against uh, Tennessee. That's not promising. I could start Lazard and hope something happens there. Or or Michael Gallup. It's like, man, I I really – I was like, man, I need Wilson. I'm going up against Scott Connor, Charles Chill on Twitter, and he, his team snuck in with the last seed. But over the last four or five weeks, man, his team has been outscoring everybody else by like 40 points. He's just slaughtering everybody. He's built his team over the course of this season, and it's he's he's just going to kill everybody out going for the next. So I mean, I guess. The way I would look at it then with all those kind of unappealing options, what I do when I'm kind of there is I try to think who has the best chance of if they hit a home run, putting up a mint. And that probably is Wilson. Because if, well, you know, one of those 49er running backs in a premium matchup, if they get the right carry or enough carries, it's going to go for over 100 yards and probably a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I mean – I hate to say this because I do feel like I'm jinxing it as well. I kind of feel like Jeff Wilson is the one guy I trust outside of Ayuk right now. I think Mostert's just been banged up. I, there was a lot of talk earlier this week that he wouldn't play. I get that he's been elevated and, and it looks like he's going to, but I think you can give Wilson in here and, and he's going to be good for you. Of course, when we said that earlier in the year, I think that was a game he gave you like a zero because he didn't do anything. So I, at this point, you, if you play him, you hope for the best. Uh, yeah, he has been getting goal line work, so maybe even if he doesn't get a lot of carries, he gets you a touchdown, maybe two, because uh, Dallas is just not good against the run. But I, I do feel somewhat – I don't feel 
I'm like 50-50 on feel, feeling comfortable playing Jeff Wilson. But at this point, you may just be so banged up at running back, you have to play him. And there's are definitely worse options on uh, on the waiver, like uh, Zeke Elliott, who is also banged up and looking like he may not play this week. Um, are there anybody on the Cowboys that you trust playing? I'll, I'll, I'll admit this, and again, really hurts my heart to say this, but Amari Cooper is yep, probably the only guy that I feel comfortable playing on the Amari Cowboys. Amari Cooper has been the most, the most steady. I, I'm playing him. I mean, Lamb and Gallup, it seems like one, one does well and not the other, or neither do well. Yeah, it's been tough there because, you know, Dak could sustain all three wide receivers and Zeke, but Dalton can't. And yeah. I'm on that team. I'm looking at uh, I've I've got C.D. Lamb and I've got Michael Gallup. So right now I'm starting Lamb, sitting Gallup, and starting probably going to start Wilson, and I'm starting Dalton because Stafford is injured. So Dalton is my second quarterback. You're heavily invested in the game of the week. Well, no, I'm going to be working some <laughs> trades. I, I, I'm I'm trying. I'm in the process. I'm trying to get a quarterback upgrade. Oh, I'm in the playoffs. I have to start a bunch of cowboys. Time to start trading. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Zeke, uh, as I mentioned, is banged up in this one. I found uh, Mike McCarthy's quote earlier today extremely interesting that uh, he is in a worse spot now in the injury than he was last week, yet he's still probably going to play, which makes absolutely no sense to me at this point. You're out of the playoffs. You're not going anywhere. Just sit him. He's been dealing with this calf injury for a while now. Maybe, at least as a, someone who I, rosters. I think it's a point of pride things. for him. He doesn't want to sit, right? Because he's not missed a game since he I mean, I suspensions. that, but I kind of feel like, well, I mean, whatever. The season's almost over, so it doesn't matter. I just, I, I'm, I am hoping as someone who rosters Zeke in a lot of leagues, that's the reason he's not been good so far. Because if it's just because he's starting to suck, that's really going to hurt. But knowing he's banged up the Thrive Fantasy bet on him in this one is 70.5 total yards. I'm taking the way, way under. So yeah, what about you guys? Under. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those trick games where you know Pollard is the guy that gets the run. Zeke may not play a snap. Yeah, I'm taking the under too. All right, so this was one of the harder ones for me to pick this week, but I went with San Francisco. Who did you guys take? I took the Dallas Cowboys. I went San Francisco here too, so I'm going to pick up another game on Matt. No. It's going to put me no. at two, one behind him. I'm going to make up for last night. I don't know. I feel like Matt, you you know, you bailed on the Lions earlier in the year. You might might want to bail off that Cowboys. Uh, Amari Cooper. Amari. <laughs> uh, Amari's going to be good, but I think the rest of the team's going to suck. Look, we don't have to worry about primetime, Andy. They took him out of primetime. They're like, Andy, we want to build your confidence. We're going to put you in the middle of the morning when nobody's going to watch you, so you can be good. Do your thing. That, that, that San Francisco defense is still pretty good. I trust in their defense more than the Cowboys, which is, in all honesty, the reason I went with them. <sighs> the 5-8 and eight Detroit Lions at the 9-4 and four Tennessee Titans. Stafford looks like he is a long shot to play after a solid week last week. Uh, are you guys in on DeAndre Swift? And if yes or no, is there anybody else on this team that you're willing to play? Well, yes and no is my answer to am I in on DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yes, I'm in on DeAndre Swift, 
But if I have better options this week, I'm going to try to not play him. I just feel like that with Chase Daniel at quarterback going up against a pretty good Tennessee defense, it's going to be a it's going to be rough sledding for for my Detroit Lions, uh, helmed by the recently hired Chris Spielman as the new president. Um, it, it's it's going to be a long day for Detroit, um, and it may it well. Let me rephrase that. Detroit's not going to score a lot of points, and they're going to lose by a lot. It's going to be a short day because Derrick Henry is probably going to run the ball 40 times for 900 yards, and the clock yeah. will just keep moving. But Daryl Bevel is their, their coach now. So, uh, I, the I double think, devil. Yeah, you know, when it's, when it's, what is it, second and goal at the one, he hands the ball off. He doesn't try to throw that slant against the Patriots. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, you know, Swift hasn't been on the injury report this week, positive sign. He got into last week's game and in limited work made the most of his touches, and I thought he looked good. He was getting back in the swing of things. I I am starting him. I think he's going to be good. AP's been banged up actually this week, which I think benefits them too because AP is older, not going to recover as fast. The only other lion I'm considering is Hawkinson, who's had a uh, a pretty a decent season. Their, their receivers, you know, Marvin Jones – They've been without Galladay all season. We haven't seen him do a ton consistently, even with Stafford. So, you know, I'm staring clear of the receivers. Danny Ambulance Dola might be the better receiver option there just because I can imagine some short dump-offs. Yeah, I'm all in on Hawkinson, too. Dude's been phenomenal this year. I think I might have to finally give in and, and admit that Dennis was right on those two. He, he has definitely been better than, than Noah Fan, who I thought was going to be the better of the two tight end prospects. Uh, Hawkinson, I think, has, has with the year he's had, and again, is going to make a lot of this offseason discussions. We'll be having here a lot of fun, but I, I think Hawkinson's moved himself into that Kelsey Kittle tier with the play he's had this year. If only they would just stop – I don't know why, but it seems like after he gets five or six catches, they just stop going to him, which I don't understand. But I, I do think uh, he's going to have a good de- good day. And I am in on Swift. Uh, he's played a couple good defenses earlier in the year, and they've still found ways to kind of check down to him. I still think he's, for the most part, the passing down back. And, and he's good enough, I think, that even with as good as that defense is, he'll make a couple plays here and there. If he gets you a touchdown, he, he makes your day. And, I mean, at this point, I feel like the past couple of games we keep talking about. Do you trust playing anybody in this game? So we got to start picking somebody to put in our lineup. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot here on Swift because I, I like the kid. I think he he's going to be really good on Tennessee's side here. Brown, Henry, Tannehill are all obviously in your lineup. We saw a bad, not a bad week, but a Corey Davis come up a little bit short last week, which he's only other he's only done one other time so far this season. Does he make his way back into your lineup this week against one of the worst secondaries in the NFL? You know, they're Brown and Davis are one in one A and one B this year. And probably the biggest difference between the two is that Davis doesn't perform on low volume quite the same way that Brown does. Brown can have a five-target game and turn three catches into 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Davis, that's just not his game. If he has a five-target game and catches three balls, you're probably looking at 39 yards. And so unless one of them was an end zone shot, uh, he's probably not going to get you the same kind of uh, production. I, I like Davis a lot. I'm, I've looked to acquire him 
in a, a couple leagues over the past couple weeks here uh, unsuccessfully. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, I know he's a free agent, but, you know, he he's somebody I'd love to see maybe in Houston. That would be a good spot for Davis. Go down there and, you know, pair with Brandon Cooks. That would give them, uh, give Deshaun Watson a, a, a duo, a pretty solid duo. Um, you know, it's it's a – I forgot the question. So I think what hurt Corey Davis a little bit last week was the fact that they just were Run running the ball. the ball all over the place with Henry, and that may hurt it again this week. I don't think Davis is a bad flex option, and I'm going to start him at flex again this week, but I also wouldn't be surprised – if Henry runs for 200 yards again and they don't have to throw a ton. And I think that was what it wasn't that Corey Davis didn't play well. It's that they didn't have to throw the ball because Derrick Henry was trucking everyone last week. Yeah. And that's what worries me again about him this week, as you just mentioned, I think I I am definitely believing more in Corey Davis than I have his entire career so far with the year he's put together. And I am really intrigued to see where he goes as a free agent but if I had to choose between starting a couple guys here, it would be Henry, Tannehill, and Brown. Because Brown just seems to come through for you every single week. He makes so much happen after the catch. And as as we saw uh, in the game last week, they use him a lot in the red zone. So I would fade Davis again this week just because I'm with Matt. I think it's going to be a massive Derrick Henry game again here. And that's going to limit the amount of times that uh, Tannehill throws it. But then again, I mean, Detroit, with the injuries they've had in the secondary, has just been bad. So maybe Tannehill does go out there and sling it. We'll see. I just, I think I would go Brown more than Davis here. Uh, I am taking Tennessee to win this game. What about you guys? Yep, Tennessee for me. The four non-Houston Texans at the 9-4 and four Indianapolis Colts. Cooks and Duke Johnson are questionable uh, with obviously Deshaun Watson in your lineup. Do you want any, are you sliding anybody else in from Texans? Maybe a little Jordan. Well, does he do this week? David Johnson, I think is a a flex worthy consideration. Um, Unfortunately, he's playing a a pretty solid uh, Indianapolis defense. So, I think you play him because you don't have a lot of better options. Uh, his upside will be limited, but I, I don't mind David Johnson in my you know second or third flex spot uh, if I'm uh, playing that deep. Um, you know, hopefully Cooks plays. I don't know. Are, has anybody kind of figured out exactly what the deal is with Kiki Kuti? You know, he, I mean, he, he had comes, a good game. comes out of nowhere. Game. He then has a 20 target game and then he kind of yeah. it's like is, is he good or is he not good and if he's good why do you keep putting people in front of him and playing him is, is he just houston's kendrick Bourne? is that what he is i mean i don't think i mean i think we, it's just fair to say that houston's just been kind of a mess the past couple years but i mean if you're gonna go by what's worked out so far this year this would be the game to start him because he was really good then bad so now it's time for him to be really good again and this is definitely a a good matchup for him, I think. I, I would throw him out there. They, Watson's going to have to throw the ball to somebody, and I, I don't know if even if Cooks is back, I think Kuti's the guy. Yeah, I, I trust Deshaun Watson, and that's probably about it for me in the playoffs. Yeah, as much as I joked about Jordan Akins, I just can't do it. He cost me. 
he hurt me. He hurt me bad, and I still haven't recovered from it. So I'm not putting him in. It's, it's Watson for me. I would play Cootie in a flex spot. I think Cootie's going to have a good game here. On uh, Indy's side, uh, Taylor and Hilton are obvious uh, smashes in your lineup, in my opinion, especially with the way, as Dennis mentioned, Taylor's just been thriving after he knocked me out of all my playoffs because he couldn't do absolute shit the rest of the year. So, But great, great for anybody who had him when he made it in. Uh, I am all in on both of those guys. Uh, do you trust any of the tight ends, possibly Pittman, or is it just those two? What about Phillip Rivers? I think Phillip Rivers is a, a pretty good play. He's been playing well now that um, Hilton has, has come back on. I, you know, like I, I wish I'd have played Rivers over Carr, but that's obviously injury revisionist history. Um, so we'll, we'll see if, if they've got a couple parts. You know, Pittman hasn't been consistent, but he plays a good game. Hilton has developed lately. It, I don't know. Mike, like I mentioned earlier, I want to, I need to see the rest of this season and going into next season. What does the relationship with Taylor and Hines become? Will Hines be able to, can he become that Tariq Cohen? Will they consistently let him have that? Or is Taylor going to be a good enough pass catcher that Hines is only in there? super sporadically even though when he's in there he produces that that's that's what gives me pause about Hines. uh to answer the question below i think i'm taking Tannehill over watson this week for the colts i mean Hines would probably be a consideration for me as a flex um you know he's had some pretty decent games i love michael pittman but i it feels like the passing game, no matter who it is, they are only carrying one guy. And right now it feels like that one guy is Hilton. So I'm not really trusting, you know, if I had to choose one of their three tight ends, it's probably Bert Burton. Uh, Cause he seemed to get more goal line looks, but that's even faded away lately. I like Pittman's talent, but it just doesn't seem to be happening. It feels like no matter what they do, they can support maybe two running backs, but they can only support one receiver. And it feels like it's Hilton right now. Yeah, I'm with you. That's why I would go Hilton. Um, so for Watson or Tannehill this week, I would actually go Watson because, again, my biggest fear is we just talked about with Tannehill is if Derrick Henry just runs all over him, that Tannehill maybe only throws for like 100-something yards and a touchdown because they don't need him. Where Watson, even though he's playing the much better defense, is going to have to throw to stay in this game. And I think he'll use his legs like he has been the past couple weeks as well. Uh, so I, I trust Watson a little bit more to have uh, the better game just because they're going to literally have to rely on him to do everything in this matchup. Uh, Dennis, who would you take, Watson or Tannehill? I'm taking Watson for those reasons. And then I took the Colts to win this game. What about you guys? Colts. Uh, did and, I take the Colts? Yeah, I took the Colts. Yes, the six and seven Patriots at the eight and five Miami Dolphins. Harris and White questionable. Outside of Nikhil Harry, who am I kidding? Outside of nobody on the Patriots, are you starting? Let's go ahead and talk about the Miami Dolphins, right? Yeah, no. You're Patriots. not going to start Sony Michelle. It's going to be a twenty carry, ninety yard, no. two touchdown Sony Michelle game. It's going to be a twenty this carry, nine yard. Maybe he falls into the end zone <laughs> game for Sony Michelle. So oh. this. This game intrigues me because we all know Belichick is some sort of wizard when it comes to playing his former assistants. 
And Miami may very well be the best team any of his former assistants have put up against him. And Flores may very well be the best coach uh, of any of his former assistants. So I feel like Belichick is just going to do something. He's going to do something that you just don't expect. Is it going to be a ground and pound kind of game with Sony Michelle and, and Jacob Johnson? Uh, you know, is it all of a sudden, are, are we going to finally see uh, uh, who's that tight end? They brought Jordan Thomas and, and, and uh, uh, the other tight end. I forget his name. Izzo is all of a sudden going to be, is he, I know him and Keen have been on and in and out uh, uh, because of injury. So I, I, I'm scared of this game because of that. I don't know what Belichick is going to do. Uh, how is he going to get that defense, which has been, you know, average at best, going up against Tua and and uh, Devontae Parker and if Gasicki plays, who looks like he's trending to play. So it, it it's I, this game is something I I'm going to do my best to stay away from it. Yeah, I don't know that any any are super appealing. I'm not playing any of the Patriots because I just don't think you can uh, trust them right now. And then for Miami, Gasecki still feels the best play. Their running back room's a mess. Yeah, uh, you know, I we were seeing what they what Belichick was able to do to. Uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers a couple weeks ago gives me massive pause because we have not seen Tua hit that level, you know, and hit half his offense is banged up. So I'm with Dennis. This is probably, you know, Gasecki's probably the only one on either team I'm considering playing, and it's with a heavy heart. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it uh, earlier in that Bill Belichick has never lost to a rookie quarterback, but I think it's going to happen this week because of Miami's defense, not because of their offense. Their defense, I think, is playing even better than the Patriots, and I agree with what Dennis just said. I Actually, I'll take it a step further. I think Brian Flores is the best assistant coach that's ever left the Bill Belichick tree with already what he's done with this Miami team in the past two years that nobody expected to be anywhere close to as good as they are. I just don't know if you can play anybody at all in this game. I mean, I don't trust anybody of the running backs. I don't trust Gesicki. I I am not a doctor, but I heard on NFL radio today that with the way that he dislocated his shoulder, they had apparently a clean – they were able to put it back into the pocket fairly cleanly. But they said any balls that are thrown over his head, he's only going to be able to use one hand to go up and get. Now, granted, Gesicki can do that. I don't know how much that's going to hurt. I am not anywhere near the man's man that Gasecki is. I feel like I'd be probably crying the entire time anybody hit my shoulder. So I feel like it's going to be a painful game. I think the Patriots are going to go for that because they know that he's hurt there. I'm avoiding everybody in this game. I'm picking Miami to win, though. I think they're going to find a way. They're in the playoff hunt. They need a big win here. Wouldn't be upset if this is the one I get wrong, though, because, again, just helps confirm, just helps keep Cleveland right up there in the top part of the playoffs, which is what I want. But I'm taking Miami. What about you guys? Well, I'm also taking Miami. As am I. All right, so this is a close call for me, but should I start Ridley versus the Bucks or A-Rob versus Minnesota in PPR? Robinson. Give me A-Rob all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Yeah. 
Man, I'd love to see who else he's starting at wide receiver that he I know. has to sit if, one of these two. If, if you send us who else you're playing, because I really feel like you could probably find a way to get rid of He played Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen last night. <laughs> Dennis feels your pain. Dennis understands that, unfortunately. Uh, these six and all speaking of Allen Robinson, the six and seven Chicago bears at the six and seven Minnesota Vikings for the bears. Graham is questionable. A Rob and Montgomery, uh, are in and how, what are you, what are your thoughts on Mitchell biscuits? He's been pretty good here as of late going up against a bad Minnesota secondary. Well, I, I like the way Trubisky's been playing. And I think part of it is that Nagy has, Allowed oh, him to yeah, start yeah. rolling out. Stick with DK and Hopkins. Never mind. Don't worry about Ridley. You're good. Yeah. Um, I, I being able to move Trubisky out of the pocket has allowed uh, him to do things that he's better at. Uh, I, I think they have to see what they have with Trubisky now. That he's been there, and that sounds crazy because he's been there for what four years now. Mm-hmm. But he's Nick Foles sucks, man. So if you can't, you either are drafting a quarterback this year, or you're saying, "Look, I've got to do a better job as a coach running plays that suit Mitchell Trubisky's skill set," and then they have to figure out a way to get rid of Foles and get a backup quarterback that has a similar skill set to Trubisky so that when you change quarterbacks, you're not having to change your offense. I hate Trace McSorley as a quarterback. I think he sucks. But he plays like a dollar store version of Lamar Jackson, and that's what you need as a backup there. You need to have a similar backup to what your your starting quarterback does so your the rest of your offense doesn't have to have to learn two completely different offenses. So I like what they've been doing with Trubisky. Is he ever going to be a 75% passer? Not consistently. We we know that. But let him use his legs, let him get out of the pocket, let him make some plays. You know, let David Montgomery run. Allen Robinson's a stud. You got Mooney, Miller and Komet. I like Mitch. I think Mitch has been somewhat impressive down the stretch. I guess it depends on what your two quarterback options are. He would be a low-end QB2 for me. Uh, Outside of the other two, I'm not probably in a playoff matchup, hoping I'm not having to trust Miller or Mooney, although one may have a decent game because it's the Vikings. I've got Mitch in my top 12 of quarterbacks this week, so I'm all in on Mitchell Biscuits. I, I think he's going to have a good game. It's definitely a good uh, matchup for him to do so. Foles is hot garbage. Offense is so much better. I, I agree. I, I really felt like they pulled the plug way too quick on Mitch. And Yeah, I honestly I, – I hate to say this. I'm not a Bears fan or anything, so any Bears fans listening, don't take offense to this. But uh, I honestly think – I hope it cost them a playoff spot because they were so stupid to make that move so quickly. Uh, and this is a massive game for both of them because one of these teams, if they get to 7-7, seven seven, as me and Matt talked about earlier in the week, still have a realistic shot of making the playoffs if they can continue to win – uh, so the Thrive bets for the Bears in this one. Mitchell Trubisky, 244.5 passing yards. I will take the over. I'm taking over, too. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a lot over. I just think that um, you know he's going to get the over because Minnesota's defense isn't good. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's exactly why I'm taking the over. Uh, a Rob, <laughs> 70.5 uh, receiving yards over or under. And then David Montgomery, 84.5 total yards. I'm taking the over on both. So am I. Yeah. I, me too. I mean, did you see that beautiful run David Montgomery had last week? Gives me hope. It's- Gives me hope. <laughs> Uh, this is just, uh, I mean, you're pretty much knocking Stafford out here. So Andy Dalton, Stafford, and Matt Ryan this week, Stafford's probably not going to play. So I guess I'm going Ryan. I don't even know. Is Gardner available on the waiver wire? I I mean, I feel like I'd rather, that's a tough decision, man. I'll put it this way. I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think both of those guys are going to score right around the same amount. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right around five points less than you're hoping for. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> they're going to disappoint you. All right, so for the Minnesota side, Rudolph still out. Alexander Madison is questionable. We have seen Dalvin Cook struggle here against the Bears. Uh, do you think that he has a good game here? And if not, and they have to lean on Thielen, Jefferson, and Irv Smith, do you feel comfortable starting all three? One, two, how do you guys feel about them? Yeah, I, you, it's it's a tougher defense, I think, than they've played the last couple of weeks. But Jefferson and Thielen, their their thrive bets are sixty five and a half and sixty seven and a half. I would probably feel much more comfortable with the over on Jefferson than I do on Thielen. Uh, but that doesn't mean Thielen. You know, it could be one of those games where Jefferson catches nine for 110 and Thielen catches five for 50 and two touchdowns, and they both score the same amount of points. Um, Irv has come on with, with Rudolph out. Uh, that that offense uh, around Kirk Cousins puts up points. I am a little concerned about Cook. You know, our friend Nick Whalen posted a, a post that had some interesting stats about Cook's performance against yeah. uh, Chicago with and without Akeem Hicks, who uh, is slated to be back on ah. Sunday. Yeah, so I think I think I'm fading him down a little bit, uh, but somebody's going to have to score, and this is a this is an important game for them. I just don't imagine that Thielen and Jefferson have two duds in a row. Yeah, I'm I'm in on on Thielen and Jefferson as well and I do think Irv Smith is in for another good game. He seems to thrive whenever Rudolph is out and he's out. So I'm going to take my shot on Irv Smith here as well. Uh, I don't think Dalvin Cook has a huge game but he's st- I mean you can't sit him. I still think he's going to get you probably I would I would say probably 12 points 13. Uh, I do think he's going to get you that touchdown, but I think last time he played, he got the touchdown in only about 80 yards, and I expect that's probably what he's going to do close to again here. They just, for whatever reason, Chicago seems to be his uh, his kryptonite here. He, he just does not seem to be able to get going against them, and I think that happens again here today. Uh, ooh, I don't remember who I picked to win this one. I think I picked the Bears. Who are you guys picking? I took the Bears. I picked the, the Bears, Bears, too. So All Dalvin's right. drive fantasy bet is 118.5 total yards. Under. Under. Yeah, I'm taking the under as well. I just, and on, on the receivers the- you mentioned, I think I would take Thielen over and Jefferson probably a slight over. I think they're both going to be in the 70-yard range. 
I think I would take the over on Jefferson just because I feel like Thielen has moved almost more toward like that red zone guy. Like they, it seems like Cousins just loves to get him, get him going when they get down toward like that twenty and down into the twenty and into the red zone, and it's Jefferson everywhere else. So. Yeah, because Jefferson Jefferson gets open in space, Thielen gets yeah. open in tight spaces. Yeah. All right, the nine and four Seattle Seahawks at the six and seven Washington football team. Uh, how do you guys feel about Carson in a tough matchup? Lockett, Metcalf, Wilson are in. Carson, I think, is one of those guys I'd be a little bit hesitant to start because of the defense that he's going up against. What about you guys? There's actually another reason too. I'm curious if it'll get brought up. That he's been banged up. No. I'll just say the because there's talk that Rashard Penny might play this week, and all the reports coming out of Seattle is he's looked amazing in practice. Yeah, and that's Penny's about the only good, place Rashard Penny player. ever looks amazing. Yeah. Penny's a good ball player. Don't sleep on Rashard Penny. <laughs> You'll all be trying to trade for him next season, and I'll be holding out for high, 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 <laughs> high, high cost, high cost. I guess I'm a little nervous about. Carson, I, I lowered him some. I think you're probably still starting him. You know, it's hard to imagine you have three three running backs better than him. Yeah, I mean, Chris Carson, he, he gets the lion's share of the running back touches. It doesn't matter if it's receiving or uh, running the ball. Uh, he's good in both aspects of the game. So he's going to be in there, and he's he's a tough guy. If he gets a little dinged up, he typically will play through it. Um, he does get dinged up, though. Uh, but yeah. but Carson, uh, tough matchup or no, he's going to get enough volume, I think, that uh, you know he's going to be in that RB two mix, and and he's likely to get a at least a couple shots uh, at the end zone with the way Seattle can move the ball through the air. Um, you know they get down in close, they pick up big chunks. You got to keep the defense honest running the ball, and that's what Chris Carson's for. So, yeah, if I had someone else I could play over, my would. I'm just, I don't think he's going to have a big game here against this Washington, um, this Washington defense. They've been really good. I mean, I think that their passing defense has been pretty good as well. I think it's going to be a really good game between Seattle and Washington. On Washington, so Seattle, side, uh, hold on. Chris Carson's Thrive Fantasy prop is oh. 53 and a half rushing yards. So it's not so they they recognize the matchup there at Thrive. So fifty three and a half rushing yards. It's actually a really good number. I, I I'm tempted to take the over because I could see him getting like right around sixty. I just don't think he does much else in the game. But I I don't feel comfortable saying over. I'm gonna say slight over. Yeah, I I would probably take the over too. It feels like a you know a two catch nineteen yard receiving game and a 14-carry, 60-yard rushing game. So, Thoughts on DJ, DJ Dallas? I mean, he's a decent – DJ Dallas is a decent dynasty stash, but he's really buried on the depth chart, especially if Penny yeah. comes back. He's like fifth. Well, I, I hate to say this because yeah. I've never been a big Penny truther, but with the way Penny catches the ball, I think if Penny becomes a guy, that's even worse for DJ Dallas. He needs Chris Carson to be the running back, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Penny can catch the ball well. Yeah. DK Metcalf, 74 and a half yards. 
<sighs> going under. Say under, yeah. Yeah, you think so? I think I think Russ is going to take his shot. And DK is – I'm going to take the over on DK. I might take – I'd probably take under 63.5 for Tyler Lockett. But I think that 74.5 for Metcalf is – is a pretty pretty good over. I just, I just, I don't trust that offensive line against that defense. And I, I agree, Wilson's going to take his shots, but if he's not given enough time to get it, I mean, that secondary's been good. I mean, they're not great, but they've been good. I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't think this is going to be a shootout. I think we're going to see a lot like we saw the Giants game a couple weeks ago, where they were able to keep Seattle, not necessarily in check. And I do think Seattle wins Seattle's who I'm picking to win the game, but I, I think this is going to be more of like a 20, 21 to like end game. I don't think it's going to be a massive game here. Uh, Lockett McLaurin, Brandon cooks or Marvin Jones start two. cooks. Like looks like he's not going to play. Uh, I'm not sure. I trust McLaurin with Haskins playing. So I'm probably going Marvin Jones and Lockett. I'm going with Lockett and McLaren because if the one thing that Dwayne Haskins does is throw it to Terry McLaren, and I don't know that I want Marvin Jones with Chase Daniel. Ah, shit. You're right. Chase Daniel. Yeah. Give yeah. me McLaren and Lockett. Yep. McLaren Forgot and Lockett. Forgot about old Chaser there. Uh, speaking of McLaren, Dwayne Haskins will be starting, as we just mentioned. Outside of McLaren, are you starting anybody else? I mean, you feel comfortable throwing Peyton Baba out there? J.D. McKissick, who never got any checkdowns when Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback. He didn't even get checkdowns last week from Smith before he went out. I guess Logan Thomas I might take a chance on at tight yeah, end. Uh, like he's Logan. been a red yeah. zone threat. You know, the the, the thing that – that could have, you know, Haskins has been sitting on the bench. He got through his pout fest. He he's basically had to work, and I, I think that uh, Rivera and Turner, somebody's been nurturing Haskins along to keep his head in the game because they knew at some point they were going to need him. Now Haskins has the arm talent, the knock may be that he doesn't work hard enough because he believes in his talent. Um, we're going to get a chance to see, but I think Haskins is going to try to ha- – Haskins wants to come out here and show everybody, hey, I, I'm the guy. You guys you, you guys need to let me play. I, I get what you were thinking, but give me the shot because I'm going to give you the ability to make big plays. We'll see if it works. You know, he's not going to have Gibson, which puts the offense out of balance, and Seattle's defense has been coming on lately. Uh, it could be it could be an ugly game for Haskins, but it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. I don't think Haskins was quite the uh, or has quite the tools that Jamarcus Russell has, but I don't necessarily agree with that statement. And well, and even with Gaskins with, is a running back, not a quarterback. No, he even he said Haskins afterwards. I just I didn't want to go put both of them up at once. So um, even with Brandon Cooks cleared going up against Indy, I'm not playing him. I'm still sticking with McLaurin. No. Lockett. Yeah. Um. Shoot, who are we talking about now here? Oh, that so was I think it. we're all picking Seattle. Yes, I'm taking. Seattle. We did. Yeah. Okay. The 1 and 12 Jacksonville Jaguars at the 8 and 5 Baltimore Ravens. Minshew is back. Uh is anybody trusting Chark enough to put him in their lineups? I am definitely not. 
He hasn't had Chark has been Minshew. And he's been it doesn't matter whether it's Minshew or not, Chark has been by and large disappointing this season. Yep. Um by low though. By low. Justin Fields and Chark are gonna light it up in twenty twenty one. Yeah, whatever. The uh it, it it's tough. I you know, I'm hoping for a James Robinson game because that's what I need. So yeah, I think uh, Robinson's fine. I'm, I'm not gonna start Keelan Cole, not starting LaVisca Chenault anywhere. You know, I don't even no. know if Chenault if those guys are even healthy. It's uh yeah, they'll play. Know, it, that team's such a crapshoot. They're 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 the Jets. They're just disguising it better. You know, Marone's gonna be gone. Only really That's, like one game better. Not not much better. I don't even think they're disguising it better. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh besides Robinson, I'd actually take a if if you need a tight end, I, I would take a dart throw on Tyler Eifert. He's been pretty good lately. I like Eifert this week. Outside of him and Robinson, that's it, though. Yeah, is Eifert healthy, though he's been banged up? Yeah, he's supposed to play. I think he's just listed as questionable. Matt, okay. anything else on the Jags, or should we move on to the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, I don't want to waste a lot of time on the Jags or the Jets in the next game. I understand. Uh, outside of Lamar and Dobbins, are you guys playing anybody else? Uh, well, Andrews, I guess. Uh, Willie Sneed. Gus Bust, we know that Marquise Hollywood Brown and Boykin are likely. I think Boykin's out for sure. Brown was a, uh, they said, contact tracing. So I guess there's technically a chance that he can play, but I would imagine he doesn't. So outside of Dobbins, Lamar, and Andrews, do either one of you trust Gus or Willie Sneed in this game? Uh, It could be a Gus game. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me a bit if Baltimore gets up three scores and they let Gus eat some clock. And we've seen when Gus gets a chance to play, he can tear off some great big chunks of yardage and rack up some yardage. Uh, that being said, uh, he's he's a desperation play. I mean, dude, I'm not going to lie to you. That's extremely close. It's kind of hard to say yeah. that. You're going to be – who's the Monday night game again? Pittsburgh. So you don't have anybody there. You don't have anybody in the sun. Oh, you have Cleveland. It's. I honestly think it's going to come down to that Cleveland defense. You better hope that they they come to play and don't shit the bed like they did last week. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, very close. I mean, the one thing I think I would give you a slight advantage on is I like your top three better than his. I like your – I mean, Waller, obviously, you've got a nice little edge there. Having Jonathan Taylor, Chubb, and Kamara, where I think Chubb and Kamara are going to have really good games this week, and then I'm big on IU. So I think you've got a slight advantage, but, I mean, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson could very easily go off for 30 points each, and then you might get screwed. So uh, it, it's I think that's going to be a close one. Matt, really quick, yeah, your thoughts, and I'll throw up these next couple questions. Yeah, I think it's going to be close, too. All right, I am taking Baltimore. Uh, you guys? Baltimore, yeah. Yep. All right, before we move on to a game that really doesn't matter, uh, do you start Brandon Ayuk or Robert Woods? I am going Ayuk. Um, yeah, Ayuk for me. All right. Robbie Anderson or Scary Terry, PPR? Anderson. Yeah, I'm taking Anderson by nose. As am I, unfortunately. 
Okay, I'm down 20 points, projected to lose by 30. Pick two, Deontay Johnson, Jarvis Landry, Ayuk, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, it's not an easy pick two right there. Ayuk um, uh, and Amari. Yeah. I think I'm taking Ayuk and Hilton and hoping for a couple of big big plays to bridge the gap. Yeah, th- yeah man. I, I, it's down to those two. I mean – I almost maybe it's just I can't quit Deontay. I just can't quit you, Deontay. But I, it's definitely Ayuk for all of us, obviously. And then it comes down to Hilton Cooper. Hold I, on, Deontay dropped this. Hey, you know what? They're gonna oh. they're gonna feed him though. They're gonna feed him in Cincinnati. They got to get his confidence back up. I'm telling you, he's gonna no, have you know a massive. They're gonna feed in, you know who they're gonna feed in Cincinnati? Benny yeah. fucking Snell. No, nah, no, nah, Benny Snell's gonna get you yeah, a touchdown in thirty yards. That's it. Connor is going to rack up some yards, and then then they're going to get ahead. They're going to make a couple plays. Cincinnati can't do shit, and Benny Snell is going to grind out the clock. Should I put in Seattle's defense over Cleveland's? Seattle's got no. I wouldn't. Oh shit! I don't know. I'm I'm playing Seattle's deal. Yeah, I'd rather Dwayne Dwayne Haskins than Daniel Jones at this point. Uh, It's Colt McCoy. He's been announced as a starter. All right, I know. I've been paying attention. Colt McCoy not- with, with Freddie Kitchens calling the plays, baby. That's why I'm a little and, uh, But I think I'd still take Seattle. I think that it's a – I mean, look, I'm a massive Cleveland fan, and even I'm a free Cleveland Colt McCoy. Cleveland doesn't have any defensive points. So, Cleveland Denzel doesn't Ward's, have any defensive backs. I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Steven. Since uh, there is talk right now that Denzel Ward might be able to play, if you hear before Seattle's game kicks off that Ward's playing – I would play Cleveland if you don't play Seattle because they're not going to have anybody who can cover anybody in Cleveland. All right, back on to uh, – this game will be really quick. The 0-13 Jets versus the 9-4 Los Angeles Rams. Crowder is questionable. I mean, we talked about it on Monday, Dennis. We gave you your props on Braxton Berrios because he was the best player on the Jets mm-hmm. roster. you starting him again this week. I'm not starting no. a single Jet. Yeah, uh, I'm with you guys. Uh, Woods is questionable. How confident are you guys in uh, Akers doing it again? They really seem like it seems like he's going to be the guy moving forward. Is he sliding into your lineups? Yeah, I think so. I think he, he, until until he stops, until they decide, uh, no, we're going to give the ball to somebody else. You got to put Akers in there. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm starting Akers and. Hoping that we get a little bit uh, of what we saw last week, where you know they gave him a lion's share of the carries, and it's a good matchup. So, yeah, and I think you can uh, easily slot Woods and uh, Cup into your lineups as well. This is going to be a good game for the Rams. Uh, I am taking the Rams, as I imagine both of you are as well. Yes, I am. The four eight and one Philadelphia Eagles versus the seven and six Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been pretty good the past two games. Are you taking a shot on him as your starting quarterback this week? Um, it depends on how deep I am. You know, what are my other options? Uh, Hurts made a couple good throws, but he made some throws that weren't so good. I'm not a Hurts believer. Uh, but he can run the ball. You know, the, the Cardinals defense is middle of the road. And, you know, what's Doug Peterson going to do with the play calling? 
it, it's great to see, well, they played well last week and Hurts' first start, but is he going to consistently put Hurts in position to play to his strengths? Because we'd like to think as a head coach, that's what he was going to do with, with Wentz, uh, but it didn't seem like maybe he was doing that consistently. Um, I think I I probably have better options than Hurts. In Superflex, as my second quarterback's quarterback, I, I'm probably okay with it. Yeah, that's what it is for me. In a one QB league, I'm not. But in Superflex, I think he can be a mid-tier QB, too. I like his running. Um, and I think you're feeling a little better about Miles Sanders seeing him in there yeah. because that seems to, you know, that that old cliche, running quarterback helps uh, rising tide that lifts all running backs behind him. And so I think that's a good sign for both going into this game. Yeah, uh, I'll say I, I traded CEH and Jonathan Taylor a couple weeks ago for Sanders, Chark, and a first and a 16-teamer. And the first ended up being like the ninth pick. Uh, I wasn't feeling real great about that as Jonathan Taylor started breaking out. Uh, I feel a little better about it now after Miles Sanders' breakout. So. Uh, I am starting Hertz in one or Superflex leagues. I have him in my top 12 this week. I think Hertz is going to have a really good game. Uh, he Arizona... His defense is good, not great, and as we've seen, for whatever reason with these running quarterbacks, it seems to take like a year to figure these guys out. Hurts, I think, is going to be able to do some damage with his legs, so I'm all in on Hurts this week. On Arizona's side, Chase Edmonds is questionable. You're playing Kyler and DeAndre as, uh, obviously, Kenyon Drake sliding in your lineups, but what about Dan Arnold, who has been really good? Dennis and Matthew Berry's guy earlier in this year, as Dennis reminded me, he was on the roster because I had no idea. So are we starting Dan Arnold? I don't know if you're starting Dan Arnold. I think that he's becoming a part of the offense. Now it's just going to depend. Is it going to be a consistent enough part of the offense or is it, is he just going to be a, a guy that matches up against defenses that don't play tight ends? Well, uh, you know, he, he's not a big burly guy. He's more of a, a wide receiver slash tight end. Uh, Darren Waller type. So if he if he can carve out that role where he can be consistent, you know, next year may be the year where, uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald retires and Dan Arnold can get a consistent six targets a game or something like that and make it worth your while to roster him and, and, uh, and put him in your lineup. I am. Hey, Arnold. He made top 12 for me this week. I'm all in. I like he's it. Been the, like he's been the other TD threat. I'm, I'm doing it. All right, so the Thrive Fantasy bet in this one. Kyler Murray, 308.5 total yards over or under. I will take the over on this. What about you guys? Slight over for me. Yeah, is it, well, I'm a little – there's still some concern about Kyler's shoulder. Yeah. which is hampering both his throwing and his running. Uh, but Philadelphia's defense is, isn't great. Again, not a great backfield. Uh, so I'm probably going to take the over. Christian Kirk, 41.5 receiving yards. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under, too. All my love. You know, then where are the are. yards – where are the yards going to go to then? I mean, Hopkins and Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> Hopkins and, and Arnold. Drake. 
Yeah, Kenyon Drake. I, I, mean, I don't. I, I mean, it's total yards. I think Murray's going to get some decent amount of rushing this week. I just, I don't. I can't believe in Kirk. I can't. I'll be, I'm fine being wrong on this one, but I'm not going Kirk. I can't do it. He's hurt me too much. There's no coming back. Yeah. There's no coming back. Wow. He's burned me win too many times. I can't trust him anymore. Uh, I am taking the Cardinals in this one. What about you guys? I'm taking the Eagles. I'm taking Dennis the Cardinals. Dennis is making. We're going to be tied. <laughs> just made. No. Just tied up. No, this is the game that puts the Bears in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I don't want that to happen. So I really hope the Cardinals win. The 12 and one Kansas City Chiefs at the 10 and three New Orleans Saints. This is definitely the game of uh, the early-ish windows. The real game is Sunday but, night, yeah, which we'll get to right afternoon. Do you trust CEH in a playoff game? No. Well, what, what are your expectations? Is your expectation 20 points? Low end, or is low end RB10 points? Last week, 14. I would be surprised if he hits double digits. They aren't trying, they aren't giving a ton of carries. They aren't giving a great volume for rushing. He hasn't been a huge part of the passing game. And the Saints' rush defense is a thousand times better than the one they played last week. Right. So your expectations being low. I would trust him to meet my low expectations. However, his, project- I'm his probably- projections are like 12 to 16 points. Yeah. Place, I don't think yeah. he hits that. I'm, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's a 8 to 10 point guy this week probably. So yeah. I, I'm probably yeah. not going to play him. Well, I don't roster him anywhere anymore. So yeah, neither do I. I mean, but I'm in the playoffs. If if you if he's like your best running back on your team, you're playing him. But I don't expect much out of him. I, I'm with Dennis. I think at best he gets you 12 points. I just I don't. I think this is going to be a very good game. A little bit worried about Breeze coming back and this being his first action going out there against uh, against uh, the Chiefs. I know Matt is uh, hurt a little bit. I and no Michael Thomas. Taysom Hill moving back to the bench. I think that's why yeah. Alvin Kamara is going to absolutely eat yeah. in this game. But all my Alvin Kamara playoff shares uh, are thrilled. Yeah. Pop the cork on the champagne this afternoon. Uh, so as I just mentioned, Breeze back. Kamara looks like he's going to be rock solid with Michael Thomas out. Uh, is, are, do you guys feel confident starting Breeze? And outside of uh, Kamara, you starting Sanders Cook? I I have Breeze, I think, at QB 15 or 16, okay. 14, somewhere in there. So it's super flex consideration for me. Um you know, Kamara is going to be the play if you're looking for the most points possible. But we've seen, uh, w- with Thomas being out so much this season, we have seen both Sanders and Smith perform. Uh, I-, I don't trust Jared Cook. He drops the ball too much, you know, disappears a lot. But I think Traquan Smith and Emmanuel Sanders both are uh, probably have, you know, wide receiver three. So they're they're in flex consideration, definitely. Yeah, I am taking the Chiefs. I just I can't do it. I can't take the Saints. I'm taking the Chiefs to win this one. What about you guys? I am too. I'm taking the Chiefs too, but I I tried to take the Saints. Yeah, I, I thought about it, but there's just no way. All right, the Sunday night football game: the nine and four Cleveland Browns at the five and eight New York Giants. Uh, I think going to be a very good game for both teams. Hooper and Njoku are questionable. It does look like both will be back and playing in this one. 
you're starting Chubb, you're starting Hunt, you're starting Landry. Can Baker stay hot, and do you trust playing him this week? Yes. Yeah, I, I like Baker just fine against New York. I think, uh, you know, he he wants to – He he Baker had – He's always played with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I think that's sort of, whether it's whether it's deserve it or not, he creates that's that me against the world. My, he he creates a lot of that me against the world mentality, and he's always trying to uh, fight against something. Uh, I I like the way the the Browns are playing. You know, Stefanski and uh, should I even forget who the coordinator is now? Uh, uh, he, he's they're, close they're, 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 uh, they're playing Wood. well. Joe Wood. Um, I like uh, – I, I think you, you roll out Baker. He's a he's, – I don't have him in my top 12. So in one QB, I'm not playing him uh, unless I've uh, drafted really poorly for my quarterbacks and have to. I mean, it's um, possible. <laughs> I had Wentz and Baker I, in one of my leagues. I'm in, a, so I'm in a lot of leagues with you. It's very possible you probably yeah. can pick him out. Um, no, I, I I like Baker to stay hot against Damn. the Giants. Yeah, I think he'll he'll have a good game. I hope so. God, I hope so. I feel like this is the game I'm going to go all in on him, and he's not going to be great. But I'm I'm hoping he has a good game. What uh, I need is I I need. Uh, Chubb to rack up a bunch of yardage and a couple three scores in the first half, and then Hunt to get like twenty carries for a bunch of yards in the second half. I I need I a big big Hunt game. Whatever you need, I hope comes true for you as long as the Browns win. That's literally all I care about at this point. I hate fantasy football a lot right now. Well, I, mean, I still I guess I'm in a fair amount of leagues, but. I, I'm, I just want the Browns to win. I, I want them to make the playoffs. That's all I'm caring about this season. Uh, Rashard Higgins or Keelan Cole, I am going Higgins. He's just Higgins. been really good with Baker since Baker's been on fire here, and I think he's got more upside than Keelan Cole does in that matchup against the Ravens. So give me Higgins. Yeah, Higgins. yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to play any mediocre wide receiver against those three Ravens defensive yeah. backs. On the Even Giants, if two of them are out. Yeah, on the Giants side, Jones is questionable, but it does. I'm pretty. I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive they said McCoy is playing. Jason Garrett's out. You have got uh, Freddie Kitchens calling plays here. Do you feel comfortable starting any of your Giants? You know, I like Gallman, uh, but he's going up against a tough D. Uh, yeah. This could be a game for Slayton and and Shepard to to make some noise. Maybe Ingram because Cleveland is uh, struggling with the defensive backfield and injuries. Yeah. So I think you temper your expectations, especially if McCoy is in there. But you could probably do a lot worse than than you know. I, if if I have to choose between say Gio Bernard and Darius Slayton, I'm going to choose Darius Slayton. So. Which are some shitty choices I've actually had to make this week. <laughs> I hear you. I, for me, it's Shepard and Ingram. I think those are the two. They don't cover the slot very well, and I feel like Cleveland half the time forgets that there's a tight end position on the field with as open as the tight ends get. So so give me Ingram and Shepard because I think they're going to 
if Baker stays hot the way all three of us think we can, they can, the Giants need this win just as bad as the Browns do to stay in the playoff race. So I think Colt McCoy is going to have to come out firing. And, and Shepard and Ingram, they just give up a ton of points at the slot and the tight end. So I feel good about Shepard and Ingram. I guess Ingram, and that's about it for me. I mean, I like Wayne Gallman, but it's not a great matchup, and he was kind of held in check last week in a better matchup. Yeah, I mean, if they get down in the red zone and he gets you a touchdown, I think he'll come through for you. But, yeah, their defense is still top. I think they're – they. no, yeah, there's they probably – I think they fell down to 12, but that was because of Lamar Jackson, not because of Dobbins or the any of the actual running backs. It was because of what Lamar did against him rushing the ball. So – they still have. You mean they remembered how to use Lamar Jackson like they did last year when he was so good? Uh, I think it was more of like the Browns were just like, oh, yeah, let's get contained and just rush up the middle and let Lamar go around the outside. But, you know, I think it was more of a Browns thing than Lamar, but could be wrong. Uh, I'm taking the Browns to win this game with I'm some taking break. the Browns. Browns for Cle- me as well. Shit. Probably means we're going to lose. The 11-2 Pittsburgh Steelers at the 2-10-1 Cincinnati Bengals on Monday Night Football for Pittsburgh. Connor is questionable. Easy matchup for Pittsburgh here, yet they have struggled the past couple weeks. I'm playing Deontay. If I'm being honest, he's the only one I feel comfortable playing. I don't know. I think they're going to come out after having lost two games playing a, a, a division rival and try to put up a put up a good game. I, I've I feel more confident in the Steelers starters than I did last week against Buffalo. Yeah. I feel like it's a 30, 30 plus point game coming right now. I think Ben uh, wants to put some points up. They want to, you know, say, Hey, we're, we're, we're the leader in this division. We're, we're pushing for, uh, we're going to push at the chiefs as hard as we can, but, I feel like they're going to get up and then they're going to run the ball a lot. Like I said earlier, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a big game out of Benny Snell as they rest Connor against an inferior opponent after they get up big. I also think all the Steelers receivers have something to prove in terms of being able to catch the football. Don't Very they, though? True. Very true. Uh, uh, so all of them James Washington. Oh, I know. James Washington is doing well the one guy everybody rid off wrote off and he's he's been phenomenal uh on Cincinnati's side Brandon Allen is questionable he did not practice today so there's a real shot that this could be the Ryan Finley game if Ryan Finley plays I mean I'm uh, um, I don't want to put anybody in Cincinnati in my lineup anyways but if Ryan Finley, you need to take all the Bengals out of your lineup because this is a Monday night game meaning you probably won't know till midday Sunday or not till midday Monday whether Allen, because they listed him as questionable, even though he hasn't been practicing, because even their coach doesn't want to see Ryan Finley. That should tell you all you need to know about trusting a uh, Bengals receiver in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, uh, as somebody who may be forced to start Tyler Boyd, oh. I'll be praying uh, for you. I'll be praying for you, Monday night. Like I said, I'm going to play for third place again. Uh, I am taking the Steelers. I assume both of you are as well. Yes, I am. 
All right, so that will do it for us today. Good luck to everybody who are still or who is still in the playoffs. Hope you guys win your <sighs> matchups. Me and Matt will be back on Monday to recap these, probably going a little bit earlier than usual. We will only be doing three episodes uh, next week as we prepare for Christmas to be able to spend time with our family. So, again, good luck to everybody this weekend. Enjoy a ton of great football, both pro and college football, and we will talk to you guys again on Monday. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly! Only they tackle him at the corner. Who can make a play? I can't. Who can make a play? <laughs>